It's Thursday, September 2nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Storm damage from Ida astounded officials on Wednesday, a full three days after the powerful hurricane pounded southern Louisiana, as reconnaissance flights revealed entire communities devastated by winds and floods. With President Joe Biden due to survey the destruction for himself on Friday, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards issued a plea for emergency fuel supplies to assist a million homes and businesses without power and 600,000 people without water. The number of fatalities rose to six on Wednesday following the deaths of two electricity workers in Alabama who had been repairing the power grid. The southern coastline where Ida came ashore as a Category 4 hurricane on Sunday was hardest hit with the barrier island town of Grand Isle declared uninhabitable by the parish president after it was covered by three feet of sand. In other news, a North Carolina high school student was shot and killed on Wednesday by a fellow student who was taken into custody hours after the incident, police said. Paramedics rushed the student to a hospital where he later died. After a five-hour search, police said the suspect, a student whom they declined to identify, was taken into custody without incident. As the incident unfolded, other schools in the area were put on lockdown, while dozens of police officers, paramedics, and panicked parents raced to Mount Tabor High School. The incident was the second school shooting this week in North Carolina. On Monday, a student suffered non-life-threatening injuries when another student opened fire at him at New Hanover High School in Wilmington, local media reported. The suspect faces four charges, including attempted first-degree murder. Around the world, Afghanistan's new Taliban rulers struggled to keep the country functioning on Wednesday after the final withdrawal of U.S. forces, with foreign donors alarmed about an impending humanitarian crisis. Two weeks since the Taliban sweep into Kabul brought a chaotic end to 20 years of warfare, the Islamist militants have yet to name a new government or reveal how they intend to rule. In an administrative vacuum, prices have soared and crowds have gathered at banks to withdraw cash. Heavily armed fighters have imposed control on the capital, but Taliban officials were grappling with keeping hospitals and government machinery running following the end of a huge airlift of foreigners and Afghans who had helped Western forces. The new Taliban-appointed central bank head has sought to reassure banks the group wants a fully functioning financial system, but has so far given little detail on how it will supply funds for it. The foreign minister of neighboring Pakistan, which has close ties to the Taliban, said he expected Afghanistan to have a new consensus government within days. Back in the U.S., Texas on Wednesday enacted the strictest anti-abortion law in the country after the U.S. Supreme Court declined to act on a request by abortion rights groups to block the law banning the procedure after six weeks of pregnancy. It was a victory for conservatives who have long sought to eliminate abortion access in the United States. Prominent Democrats, including President Joe Biden, voiced outrage, and abortion rights activists said such a ban has not been enacted in any U.S. state since that landmark ruling of Roe v. Wade in 1973. Texas abortion providers worked until almost the midnight deadline when the 6-3 conservative majority courts in action allowed the law to be enforced, while abortion rights groups further pursue their legal challenge to its constitutionality. The 
the justices could yet take action on the Texas case, but they have already agreed to hear arguments in Mississippi's effort to overturn Roe v. Wade. And Oscar-winning actress Penelope Cruz led the comeback of movie stars to the red carpet of the Venice Film Festival on its opening night on Wednesday as cinema hopes to shake off the gloom of the coronavirus pandemic. Unlike rival Cannes, the world's oldest film festival did not skip the 2020 edition due to the health crisis, but it is only this year that celebrities are returning in force to the Lido waterfront in a show of support for an industry hammered by lockdowns. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.